the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 165. Can I visit my loved one anytime, day or night in the long-term care community? Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Price, from the StressedOutCaregiver.com, and today we're going to discuss whether you can visit your loved one anytime, day or night, in the long-term care community. And here's the deal. I mean, people ask this question all the time, and it is really important that people be able to visit their loved ones in the long-term care community without any problems. You want to make sure they're happy and well cared for, so you want to be able to stop by whenever you can. And in the past, I've talked about how stopping by and putting your eyes on your loved one goes a really long way towards getting them the best possible care. But the question is, do you want to go in there in the middle of the night to check on them? And you may not have thought of that or have ever thought of ever doing that, but like I said, a lot of folks have thought of doing that and want to do that and think it's important that they that they do so. So in my experience, it is possible to visit your loved one in the assisted living or nursing home at any time, day or night. The front door to the community might be locked after normal hours or whatever normal hours are as defined by the community where your loved one lives, but you can let them know you're going to be uh, stopping by. or you're, I'm sorry, you can let them know you're there. And if you can let them know you're there, uh, they, they will let you in, or at least they should. Uh, usually it's in the, the residence bill of rights that they can have visitors at any time. This is their home. Now, you know, the question becomes whether or not they would allow you to come in if your loved one is sleeping um, or if it could be a disruption to other people in the community. But most of the time when people uh, show up at the long-term care community, they are granted access. Now, the question, however is why would you want to visit them in the middle of the night? Why would it be important to stop by in the middle of the night to see them? And I understand if it's to check on the care your loved one is receiving, then by yes, you know, by all means, check on them. But I would probably discuss this with the management to let them know you're concerned and and you'll be stopping by. These visits in the middle of the night would usually come about due to someone needing a higher level of care or someone being sick or recovering from an illness or traumatic event. And you want to make sure their needs are being met. But again, I would discuss this with the management first. Make sure there's a clear plan in place, something that can, at least on paper, meet their needs. Then if you want to stop by to confirm the plan, you know, that makes sense. But inquire as to the procedure about stopping by after hours or in the middle of the night so that you know how to contact someone on the floor who can let you in. Because like I said before, the doors will be locked and there may not be someone up front waiting for people to arrive to let them in. Don't start your visit frustrated because you decided to stop by and couldn't get in. Make these plans in advance. And if you think that making plans in advance would kind of, um, it would undermine the reason for your visit. Well, I would, I disagree. I I think if you make the plans in advance, uh, you'll be more likely to have a successful uh, drop by and, and be able to learn a lot without the frustration of, of not being able to get in when you show up at the front door. Also, again, make sure you don't disturb your loved one. If your loved one has capacity, you can talk to him or her in the morning and find out what care they received during the night. 
If your loved one doesn't have capacity, you want to be careful that you don't disturb them while they're trying to rest. You need to make sure you check in to determine that their needs are being met in keeping with the care plan, but you want to avoid disturbing them and interfering with their sleep and disrupting their rhythms because that could have an impact on, on, on their next day. You want to make sure that they have the best possible day every day. And if you, if you disrupt them or interrupt them or wake them up in the middle of the night, that could be a problem. Now, like I've said before, your loved one has the right to receive visitors whenever they want. Uh, the assisted living or the nursing home is their home, but they're, but they're, be their advocate and help them as much as possible. But make sure you do it in a way that's beneficial to them. While you might have to stop by at some point in the middle of the night, you can probably be a very good advocate talking to them about their care and keeping on top of their care plans with the community. If they were home, you, you might not stop by in the middle of the night if it was just them, right? You might not unlock the door, go in and check on them like that. In the community, again, I get it. You want to make sure that, especially if they're dealing with some sort of recovery process or some sort of transition, you want to make sure that their needs are being met and that they're being cared for in the manner as uh, outlined in their care plan. But it starts there. You know, Before you stop in and, and drop by in the middle of the night or, or in, in off hours to, to check on someone, make sure that there is a care plan in place. Make sure you have something that you know the community is supposed to be doing for your loved one so that you can compare what you're seeing, what you've identified with what the care is outlined in the plan. So I, I think here's the bottom line. Again, stopping by uh, outside normal hours, you know, when the front door is open is, is, is not a bad idea. It's often welcome. It's often encouraged as long as it's within the reasonable hours of, of you know, a normal day. But after somebody goes to bed in the middle of the night, just be careful and, and, and make sure you make these plans in advance. Make sure you don't disrupt the community. Make sure you don't shed a poor light on yourself as their advocate. It's okay to advocate. It's okay to make noise and be the squeaky wheel. I don't mean literally make noise if you're visiting someone in the middle of the night. But what I mean is it's okay to let them know you're there advocating for your loved one uh, throughout their stay in in that assisted living community or in that nursing home. But but do it in a way that, that works well for everyone. If you can work with the management team, get the care plan in place, make sure they're implementing the care plan, maybe stop by now and then to just double check, but but stay in constant communication with the social worker and the, and the administrator and the people in the community and make sure you're all on the same page and your loved one is getting the care that they need. I'll tell you in most situations that I see, having done this for so many years, people are often very well taken care of in the assisted living in the nursing home. I mean, there are issues that come up. It does require advocacy. I don't mean they're very well taken care of all the time without you being a part of their life and advocating for them. But I think in the end, most people receive very good care in assisted living communities and nursing homes, provided they have uh, advocates there helping out and making sure things are going well. So I hope this is helpful. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, remember, check out the Stressed Out Caregiver Support Group on Facebook. That's a place where we discuss discuss issues like this. This comes up, you know, on occasion. And and this is the type of thing where you would get all sorts of advice from the people in the group, some who would agree with me and some who wouldn't. So that's why the support group is so important, because we get all sorts of people's experience and advice. And it's a great place for anyone caring for an aging parent, spouse or elderly loved one to leverage the knowledge of other caregivers. I hope you'll consider joining the group. I can't wait to see you there. And also remember, if you're caring for a loved one and, and you don't quite know where to start or don't know what to do next. Remember, I have my caregiver training course 
You can find information about that at my website, thestress.caregiver.com forward slash caregiver training course. I'm very proud of this course. I think it does a really good job of, of helping people uh, build a foundation to be the best possible caregiver and help their loved ones achieve the highest possible quality of life. And finally, you can always email your thoughts, your questions, your your ideas for future topics to my email address, which is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Now, today, and as always, this show is meant to be information to assist you with finding the help you and your aging parent, spouse, or elderly loved one to to need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. I, again, I, and as always, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day and letting me share this important, valuable information with you. And until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best. Mm-hmm.